All right. Good evening from England, ladies and gents. I hope you're well. I was just looking at the stream there, seeing where everyone is. Where is Neil? I'm 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 about five seconds late. Don't worry, I'm here. So today we're going to talk about uh, the Pandora Papers and you know the, the the shocking truth around this. A lot of the sort of media outlets are are really blasting this at the moment. A lot of people are messaging me saying, "What is the Pandora Papers? Can I give a breakdown? Because what you're seeing on the media and what other people are talking about." what is actually going on with it. So I've got a couple of pages of notes for you here. This will only be a short stream. I'm just going to give you the nitty gritty um, without all the, you know, the, the nonsense around it. I'm just going to tell you exactly what's going on here and it will be a nice short stream today. I haven't even got a cup of tea. I mean, that's how short this stream is going to be. So what are the Pandora Papers then? The Pandora Papers are 11.9 million leaked documents of data that were published by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, the ICIJ. So this was started on uh, 3rd of October 2021. The leak exposed the secret offshore accounts of 35 world leaders, as well as a lot of other people, uh, including current and former presidents, yeah, prime ministers, heads of state, as well as more than 100 billionaires, celebrities, and business leaders. Uh, the organizations described the document leak as their most expansive expose of financial secrecy yet. So if you know about the, the Panama Papers and all of these, I mean, the Pandora Papers just eclipse all of those together. It's I've been going through a couple of these, um, just going through reading a lot of it, and it's pretty shocking, to be honest. Um, a lot of people are really surprised, and I've heard people this week say, I'm just so disappointed in our politicians and our leaders. Look, I'm not surprised. I'm not disappointed because to be disappointed, I, I had to have been pleased with them in the first place, or at least neutral. I would have had to have this neutral uh, stance on the politicians and the leaders. I don't even have that. So it's hard for me to be displeased. I'm not even shocked by some of the stuff that I've read in these documents with all the tax avoidance and, uh, you know, illicit activities, shall we say. I'm not shocked at all. Uh, I think this is just, as I'm saying, we're coming into the end of this current, this current period in history. And eventually all of this is going to come to a massive head and it's all just going to um, turn around in the next few years. I, I, I mean, if this went past 2026, I'd be very surprised. I think the next five years is going to be a massive period of turmoil all of this is going to be turned around and then we'll be able to go into this new period of uh, renaissance, as it were, this new better period. However, if the World Economic Forum get their way, this is going to keep going to 2030, which we don't want. We don't want to own nothing and be happy, do we? We don't want all of our personal property confiscated. Where these ideas come from, from these organizations, I, I don't know. So who was behind the leak? Uh, this was um, ICIJ, a network of reporters and media organizations. So it was a two-year operation going through almost 12 million confidential files. That's a lot. So it was 600 journalists from 150 media outlets. That's interesting to me. Finally, journalists doing what they're supposed to do, actually you know, doing some investigative journalism rather than just feeding us propaganda and nonsense 24 hours a day of the same thing. 
Um, the data was verified, so it has been verified by cross-reference it to public records across dozens of countries. The records includes information about the dealings of nearly three times as many leaders as previous documents leaked. Now it says here there's 11.3 trillion dollars held offshore. So these are, you know, your tax havens. Let me just say that again. 11.3 trillion dollars. That, that is just insane, this level of wealth um, that is in the hands of a very few people. And yet you have starvation increasing um, all across the world. We have poverty, we have um, food poverty and starvation and all these problems going on right now. And yet the elite, the wealthy, our leaders are getting richer and richer and richer. And they're not even paying the same taxes that you and I are paying. I mean, personally, I've told you before, I get absolutely killed on my taxes in the UK. It's so eye-watering. I won't even tell you the rate that I pay when you take into account my corporation taxes, the VAT on everything, then my um, dividend taxes, then my personal income tax, then what else? Oh yeah, national insurance. I mean, it is insane. I, I hardly get to keep much of what I make. It's such a small amount. And yet the people who are setting these rules are avoiding the taxes with all of these tax havens. I'm not even surprised by it. I'm not even disappointed. It's just the way it is now. It's, you know, it will change. And that's why my word of the month that I tweeted out on Twitter is acceleration. Because what's happening at the moment, we're seeing what I was talking about two weeks ago, this hockey stick formation forming now. And you're going to start seeing more and more acceleration of events. I just made a couple of notes from this week. So you've got in the UK, some very minor things due to, through to extreme things. So in the UK, we've got this group blocking all the motorways, gluing themselves to the motorways to stop for climate change and, and all this other stuff, right? You've got this sort of thing going on. Right through to submarine deals falling through, a lot of controversy there. Naval groups going into the Chinese Sea. We know how this is going to end. China sending loads and loads of jets over Taiwan. The US debt ceiling stalemate. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Um, ups and downs in the market. In fact, I might stream the debt ceiling on Saturday, but we'll see. Definitely by Sunday. And all these sort of ups and downs in the, in the market at the moment, we're just seeing this constantly. So much uncertainty. Crisis to crisis. We're just jumping from crisis to crisis. Um, among the hidden treasures revealed in the documents, a number of familiar names popped up. Ah, here we go again. So a $22 million chateau in the French Riviera, ooh, la -di da complete with a cinema and two swimming pools purchased through offshore companies by the Czech Republic's prime minister. This isn't, you know, some tiny little country in, you know, in a third, third world country. This is the Czech Republic in Europe. He's a billionaire. Now, this is, this is ironic. He's a billionaire who has rallied against the corruption and political elites. Okay. Talk about ir irony there. Um, now, we're not saying it's corruption or, you know, or why is he rallying against the elites? Maybe it's competition. Who knows? But, you know, it's definitely immoral to avoid 
taxes by using tax havens. You see, that's the thing here. There's a very fine line. And that's what I've been looking at as I'm reading through the document. There's this very fine line between illegal and immoral. See, what they're doing is, is not tax um, evadance. Like they're not, it's more, how can I describe this actually? They are legally avoiding their taxes. But what they're doing is not illegal, although there is a lot of illegal stuff going on in terms of money laundering, criminal gangs, mafia, cartels. It's so ironic that some of these world leaders, their accounts are filed in the same drawer, shall we say, as the mafia and the cartel. It's, it's just amazing to me. All right, here's my least favorite politician of the last few decades. Tony Blair, I'll just say it, UK Prime Minister, who took us to war five times, by the way. 98 was Iraq, 2003 was Iraq. Uh, was it nine, was it 2000? When was Sierra Leone? Sierra Leone, 2000, Kosovo, 99, and then Afghanistan was 2001, which I went to Afghanistan, right? The, the biggest war president in our history. In February, a commentary from the Tony Blair Institute for Global Change urged policymakers to seek, among other measures, I'm just setting you up for this, by the way, higher taxes on land and homes. Blair, the Institute's founder and executive chairman, talked about how the rich and well-connected shirk paying their share of taxes. Remember what we said here on land and homes, and he's lecturing people about shirking their taxes. Blair went on to say, for those who can employ the right accountants, the tax system is a haven of scams, perks and profits. We should not make our tax rules a playground for tax abusers. <laughs> this is going to get worse in a minute. If you're getting value from this podcast, then you're going to love my private community, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash Neil McCoy Ward. We have over a thousand members in that community. It is a fantastic community of like-minded friends committed to finance and economics. Every month, not only do you get my investment-based posts, but you also get a video which is all about macro and investing. So if you're not sure what to do with your money at the moment and how to invest going forward, you should definitely join the private community over on Patreon. Thanks for listening who pay little or nothing while others pay more than their fair share. The Pandora's papers show that in 2017, Tony Blair and his wife, Cherie, we won't even get started on her, became the owners of an 8.8 million pound Victorian building by acquiring the British Islands company that held the property. The London building now hosts Cherie Blair's law firm. By purchasing the shares instead of the actual building, they were able to save more than 400000 in property taxes. This is the thing. This is the hypocrisy of these people. You know, these, a lot of them as well go into politics without a lot of money. Some of them go in as billionaires, but a lot of them go in without a lot of money. But they never leave like that. They end up making fortunes, 100000 a speech, etc. They make fortunes off of their sort of political power uh, and that's and we don't even know really how many of them actually take backhanders and uh, bribes that aren't bribes for for things and um, lobbying and all that sort of stuff and donations it's crazy um you see one one reason i've never really liked tony blair or his wife was 
what many of you, well, many of you who are a little older will know this, but the younger people won't know. In my opinion, it's just my opinion, she was the one that started all of this political correctness as to what you can say, what you can't say, what's offensive, what's not offensive in the UK. And I remember saying, Where, where's all this coming from when I was at school? You know, not, not school, but, you know, education or the army and all these other things. And I remember always asking, like, where's all this coming from? Why can't I say this? Why aren't I allowed to say that? And it was always going back to the same law firm and, and Cherie Blair. Um, next one, Lebanon. They include the current prime minister and his predecessor, as well as the governor of Lebanon's central bank. So that would be like Jerome Powell, right, who is under investigation in France for alleged money laundering. They were all named in the league. That would be like Jerome Powell or Janet Yellen being uh, indicted for money laundering and, the, and, um, and Joe Biden and Donald Trump before him. That is the equivalent here that we're talking about. And this is just a small handful, by the way. I've just picked a few out. In Lebanon, half the population was living in poverty, struggling to find food, as their leaders grew rich with fine dining every night. Disgusting. A 57-year-old widow is among the regular Lebanese who remain angry at their country's elite. Because of the runaway inflation, her life savings plummeted from the equivalent of $60,000 to less than $5,000. Does this sound familiar, by the way? Runaway inflation. Remember, I keep talking about this a lot. You've got to be careful. Protect yourself as best you can. I always talk about this. I always post in my private community. I make videos in the private community. I do all of this all the time. I warn you on YouTube. I tweet on Twitter. I put it everywhere. You've got to be careful. And I'm going to share a story with you soon in the coming weeks about something that happened to me and three of my bank accounts, which no longer exist and I haven't got the money back. It's been going on for months. So you've got to be really, really careful because bail-ins are a real thing. I do think they're going to happen, but there's a lot more to it than that. I don't know if you've noticed all the branch closures recently, all the local bank branches and things like that. There's a reason for this. I'm going to talk about that as well when I when I talk about everything else. Just be really, really careful. I, I mean, I feel like I've warned you enough times now. I'm not going to keep going on about it. It's up to you to, to sort of heed the warning and, and take action on it. And the lady went on to say, all my life effort went in vain. I've been working continuously for the past 30 years. We're struggling on a daily basis to maintain our living while the politicians and bankers were all able to transfer their wealth abroad. Now, this is another point you've got to understand with banks as well. What actually happens, and remember my Great Depression series, I broke it down perfectly step by step. What happens is they start to, again, close a lot of the branches. Okay, this is what they do in the modern age. Close a lot of the branches in order to limit the liability. Because what happens? People do a run on the banks. They want to get cash out the banks. Why are there new laws being passed and measures at the moment on withdrawing cash, on monitoring transactions over $600 in the USA? It's all to do with this new system that they're trying to enact. Because if you can't withdraw cash, and actually I know a lot of people recently who have gone to the bank to withdraw cash, and they said, oh, you need a, an interview with the bank manager. Oh, I need you to fill in this form. What's the money for? Why are you withdrawing a thousand pounds in cash or, you know, two and a half thousand dollars? 
This is small change. It's not as if we're talking 20 grand here, right? Removing a thousand pounds or two and a half thousand dollars. That could be for anything, you know? You could be buying something with that. And they're trying to limit it down more and more and more. But yet what happens to the average person can't access those funds, they get frozen. And then they say, oh, we'll give you shares in the bank or we'll do this, we'll do that. But then the politicians and people with power, they're able to transfer this wealth overseas out of the bank. So be, be aware of all of these things. Um, here's another funny one. The robster, uh, robster? Mobster, Rafael Amato, who's been tied to at least a dozen killings, is included in the list with our world leaders. The documents provide details about a shell company registered in the United Kingdom. Can you believe that uh, he used to buy land in Spain shortly before fleeing there from Italy to set up his own crime gang? So this person was actually listed alongside other people, kings and leaders of different countries. Um, same accountants looking after him. The Pandora Papers show that the offshore money machine operates in every corner of the planet, including the world's largest democracies. The key players include elite institutions, multinational banks, law firms and accounting practices, headquarters in the most part in the United States and Europe. Which is ironic. You would expect all of this sort of stuff to exist in, you know, countries that you might think, oh, that's a bit of a dodgy country type thing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's loads of crime there. There's there's drugs and all sorts there and crime and mafia and cartel. No, no, hardly any of them are, are in those countries. Most of this is in the United States and Europe. A document in the paper show banks around the world help their customers to set up at least 3,926 offshore companies. Let's see, last page. It just talks really as we go. I'm not going to talk about all of this because it's it's not that exciting. But you can, for as little as $2,000, <clears> you can actually set up your own offshore company. Sometimes it goes up to $25,000. It depends, you know, how dodgy what you're trying to do is and complicated. But um, the, all these all these people now put out statements. Obviously, politicians trying to say, oh, look at me, I'm whiter than white. All these statements, this is the same thing. There is tax evasion and the government needs to address that. Big deal. That's, that's a strong statement. Okay, but here's the thing. Who's going to address that? Honestly, think about this logically. Let's say that you are chief of police. Are you really honestly going to investigate your prime minister, your president, your king or queen or who, whoever? No, never. You... I mean, in the best case scenario, you're going to lose your job and they'll, they'll come after you with something and, oh, there's this scandal and, you know, sometimes that's best case scenario. You lose your livelihood and job. Worst case scenario is that you and your family end up in a, a car accident or a gas leak. You know, that, this is the sort of thing we're dealing with here. How can you go after the people who set the rules, like the leaders of the world, you can't. They're a rule until them to themselves. It's, you know, that's why I just don't think this is ever going to change until we have this complete collapse of leadership and new leadership is, is put in place. I don't know how long this is going to take. 
bankers and business leaders continue to object to tax hikes on foreign jurisdictions and politicians continue to vote down any proposals to stop tax havens. I wonder why. If I were a politician and I didn't do any of this stuff in tax havens, what? why would I vote it down? I would vote for it. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, come on, guys let's and gals, let's vote for this right now. Let's stop all this tax avoidance and tax havens. Let's get this taken care of so it's an equal playing field for everyone in the country, not some citizens paying X percent of tax, very high taxes, and then politicians and other leaders paying almost nothing because they're in tax havens. Like, why would you not vote for that? So the fact that all the politicians keep voting it down every year that it comes up tells us something. The leaked records reveal that many of the power play players who help, could help bring an end to the offshore system instead benefit from it. Stashing assets in covert companies and trusts while their governments do little to slow a global stream of illicit money that enriches criminals and impoverishes nations. See, this is the real crime here. It's impoverishing nations because everyone else is paying more tax than they would need to in order to make up for the billionaire class who aren't paying the tax. They just pay, like I've said all the time, if they just pay their fair share of taxes, if the corporations pay their fair share of taxes, we won't need to, like the average citizen won't need to pay as much in taxes. Everything will be a much fairer playing field. So one other thing I wanted to mention here that was quite funny. There was a a point that a lot of politicians keep talking about. They're saying about cryptocurrencies. We need to ban them because there's illicit activities and people are buying drugs with them on the dark net and all this sort of stuff. And I was thinking about that. And I thought, hold on. If we were to take all the drug transactions that were done with cryptocurrency, which I honestly don't think is a large percentage. I think probably 99% of it is in cash. That would just be a guess. 1% maybe in cryptocurrency. If you were to put that side by side with all of the money laundering and criminals and um, the mafias and the cartels and all of this, everything going on, I, I just don't think it would even scratch the surface of this huge pool. So they're trying to ban cryptocurrencies and saying because of illicit activities. But surely if they wanted to stop illicit activities, they would just ban tax havens. They would, they would pass some sort of international law to get rid of tax havens so that you wouldn't even be able to do any of this crime, criminal stuff in the first place. Surely, hold on. Hmm, I wonder if there's something else going on here. 99.9% here versus 0.1% with the cryptocurrency market. Yeah, I don't buy it. I think it's pretty obvious when you look at this logically, rationally, with common sense, what they're doing here. Um, they're just trying to feather their own nest as they have always done. And um, I don't think this is ever gonna gonna change. So that is really it for what I wanted to talk about for this. You now have a really good overview for you know what the, the Pandora Papers are. And um, yeah, it's no shock to me. So hopefully that was valuable. You don't need to watch news 24-7 now to try and ooh, figure out what, what's all this about, what's going on. It's nothing new. This is just same old, same old um, all over again. Thank you so much for watching the stream. Not a, you know, a positive uplifting one, I know, but, uh, uh, you know, 
it is what it is. Uh, take care, guys. Uh, God bless. See you next time.